Rant and Rave is brought to you by Andrews Technology Group. Make sure you hit them up at A-N-D-R-E-W-S Technology Group dot com. DJs, promoters, small business owners, get your technology and website needs met. Hey, Soka lovers, it's Soka Say So. And this chick. And we're back with episode nine of season five. And this season, we're ranting about new year, new moves. In this episode, I sit down with Guyanese award-winning journalist, Melissa Noel, to talk about her new moves in 2021, Destination Diaspora. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rant and Rave podcast. This is your girl, Dish Chick. I am speaking with Melissa Noel, award-winning journalist, who is using 2021 to make new moves. We are talking today about her newest venture, Destination Diaspora. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Nice. I know I have to pretend that I don't know things about you, but we go back. <laughs> we, we do. We go back. And what I love to say is it goes back to building a community, right? Knowing who your people are, where your tribe is, people doing good work and making those connections. That's really big for me. Nice. Oh, look at that. And that's why you know me. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking that. Y'all heard it. She can't take it back. It's on the record. Um, But for the people who are not familiar with you, give them a little bit of insight. Give them some background. I mean, I already said you're an award-winning journalist. Tell them what you've been covering, what you've been doing, how you started in that career. Yeah, wow, that's a lot. I'll keep I'll keep it short, but yeah, so I'm a multimedia journalist. I've been a journalist now for a long time. Time really flies. <laughs> it doesn't feel so long. About nine, nine or almost ten years, something like that. And um, you know, I started in network television news, like working at ABC News. I right out of out of college from Howard University. And I learned a lot of great stuff and I was really happy for the things I got to learn, but I didn't, I didn't feel complete. I didn't feel like that was my calling and my passion in the industry. I knew that I wanted to cover um, more stories of the African diaspora. I knew that I wanted to cover the Caribbean region. And as much as I loved what I was doing um, at the time, you know, producing and working on uh, major television news shows, I wanted to see more stories about Caribbean people. I wanted to see the stories that I knew, I, like me and my family knew about, but wasn't coming on the evening news. And as much as I would complain about it, I said, okay, am I going to keep complaining or am I going to do something about it? So I decided that went to grad school craziness, you know, in the midst <laughs> of that. I don't, I don't know how I did that. And then um, decided that once my news contracts had ended, um, you know, once I moved on from ABC and my contract had ended at another news outlet, that I wasn't going to continue in that role. I wanted to become a freelancer and just like travel the Caribbean and report, utilize those those connects, that community (laughs) that I had about this niche of like becoming, being a Caribbean correspondent, something that doesn't not many newsrooms have that in, in the U.S. There's like one or two at some major publications, not on television at all. Um, and I wanted to really change what people thought of when they thought, you know, international reporter or correspondent. Because a lot of times when people think foreign correspondent, they think war, they think mm-hmm. um, crime, they think something bad and they think men 
um, not not too many women. So I was like, uh, uh-uh, like there's so many other things that <laughs> we could be covering, and people need to know that you could cover culture and fashion and business and internationally, and and you could have fun with it, but you could also you know tell those serious stories too. So that was my goal. I can imagine that you got pushback from that, that they were like, is this really newsworthy or does she just want to travel around the Caribbean? <laughs> and so <laughs> you, you are so right, because people think Caribbean, people think sea, sun, and sand. And part of why I really wanted to carve out this niche was to show people that there is so much more to the Caribbean region than those things I just named and that there are social issues, there's history and culture, there's business stories and there's stories like anywhere else. Um, And we need to cover both sides of that. And then also, like, you know, we have more than 4 million Caribbean people in the United States. Don't we want to see ourselves reflected in the news Mm -hmm. coverage? You know, like, shouldn't we be able to uh, hear about our communities on national news, too, and not just when it's hurricanes and other (laughs) natural disasters and things like that? Because that, that was the long and short of it. That was when the region was, quote unquote, important. Um, or when all hands were on deck and I'm like, okay, so we'll put all hands on deck and we can send whole teams out for hurricane coverage. But then when we have this really great story about whatever it could be, then there's no interest. Mm, Something's Mm. wrong with that. Yeah. And I said, am I going to, you know, it, it, it took, it took a while for me to like really recognize that that was something that I could do, like that I could just figure it out on my own because you're taught one, you know, I'm a first generation Guyanese American. So (laughs) you, you know, like my parents are like, you want to do what? Eh? Mm -hmm. Huh? Girl, you there at uh, network news, you at ABC, you have arrived, you good. What are you doing? That was like one. And then two, it's what you're taught, like as in journalism school, in, in everything you're taught, you're supposed to start in a small market and work your way up. You're supposed to take the role that everybody else took. And I was just like, oh, I'm about to flip this whole thing upside down and like figure it out on my own, like forge my own path. And I know that that's very unconventional. I know it's like people think that's crazy, but I feel some people thought that was crazy. Other people supported me. But I feel like, you know, um, sometimes it's necessary because then how could I be doing the things I did now if I didn't take that chance on myself seriously? That's important. That is super important. But you're right. You are West Indian. I could imagine your Guyanese parents being like, we're wrong to shit. What happened? What I sent you to Howard to do what? And now you want to, but you already have, like, for for them, it was, for my parents, it was very much so, like, but you've arrived, like, you're working at the network. What what more, what more can you want? Like, what more yeah. you want? <laughs> and I'm like, I want, I, I, for me, it was about people knowing my work because I did it and not necessarily because it was attached to a, a network, right? Mm. I didn't want you to just know me as Melissa Noel of X Outlet. And that's fine if you did, because, you know, I built a lot of my work there and it builds credibility. But I thought it was important for people to care about my work because they knew that I did it. So no matter where it is, they know that it's going to be good. It's going to be thorough. um, And that I like did my due diligence. And I think we get very caught up on, oh, she works for X place. He works for X place. And that's when people think you're important. Um, I spent a lot of time working in like local news, community news, where people used to would write me off because they thought 
oh, she's just, you know, working for X outlet, not knowing that in the background, I'm, I'm here writing for NBC or whatever. But I said that to say, I shouldn't have to be, I shouldn't have to say, oh, I, I work for X place for you to respect me and, you know, and, and take my interviews seriously or things like that. So th- those things would happen often. And I would just smile about it because I knew that I knew what I was building. I knew like, I know what I bring to the table and I know like I have the background, like you can't, you can't take that away from me. Right. And as much as like, you know, even when I worked at ABC news, like right out of college, I worked the worst shift ever. Like I was working overnights, midnight to 10 AM. Um, so I paid my dues, you know, as well. So, so, um, you learn from those experiences, but I never let it like discourage me and said, this is kind of like what fueled me to like create and really want to push to have something that was just or let, let my work be known for me and not like, okay, because she's X place or Y place, but also because, oh, you know, Melissa does good work. So that was, that was important to me. Nice. So after 10 years of building up that credibility, you're like, you know what? I'm going to start something new. I'm going to do Destination Diaspora. So tell me about that. Tell me one, why you started it, what it Mm -hmm. is, and let people get familiar with what you're trying to do with this project. Yeah, most definitely. So I will start by saying I will always and be a contribute to like, I've been a freelancer now for about six, six years or seven years. And um, I always will contribute to, you know, major news outlets because I think it's important for me to and for those for those voices to continue to be there pushing these kinds of stories um, and that kind of thing, especially the underreported stories from our community. So I'm always going to do that. But I started Destination Diaspora because I wanted something that was 100 percent mine that focused on the African diaspora in travel, culture, lifestyle, and beyond. And I wanted it to just be, I didn't want to have to send a pitch and wait for a response, you know, to see if if this was going to be accepted by X or Y outlet. I just wanted to say, these are the stories that I've thought about. These are people that I see have been doing really great things. These are, these are stories I've wanted to tell for a long time. And I want to just, I want to put that out there. And why wait? for somebody to give me the green light, you know, just go ahead and do it. I think COVID really showed me why that was important. Destination Diaspora is like, I came up with the the name and the concept seven years ago. I actually had pitched hmm. like a, a pilot, um, like a TV show pilot that didn't go anywhere at that point. And I just kind of put it, you know, put it on the back burner, you know, you have all these ideas, you just put it there. And last year during COVID, I said, you know what, I should really take this thing seriously and start putting out, my own content outside of, you know, my, my day-to-day reporting roles and have something that's mine, really promote the diaspora in, in a space, a travel space that we know still has a long way to go where diversity is concerned. And this was the right time. We've never had this country or the world, um, to be quite blunt, paying attention to the need for diversity, the need to deal with issues of racism, all those things. We've never had this attention on it. So I thought this was the perfect time to start something like this where people are like, okay, we need more diverse stories. We need to be hearing from other people. So I I really want to take Destination Diaspora um, to a level where I'm talking about the African diaspora across Europe and the African diaspora. It could be in I don't know, it could be Russia, Turkey, it could be all over. But I started, of course, with home base, which is in the Caribbean. 
Um, and then I was also inspired by, you know, my first trip to Ghana um, <laughs> at, the, at the end of 2019 into 2020, just meeting so many amazing black people, people of the African diaspora from all over the world. I think I met people from like four, four or five continents. Like people came from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I want to tell your story. And I want to talk about this. I want to talk about our connections there and these traditions. and that's how it just really, it, I said, you know what? I think it's time to bring Destination Diaspora out of the vault. I don't, I don't feel like I need to pitch someone for their approval. I think I should just do it. And it's like, if you build it, they will come. That was mm-hmm. my mentality for this. And so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. How many episodes are you in now? Yeah, so we, we launched officially in mid-February and we're two episodes in now. The first episode uh, focused on the first Caribbean museum in the United States, uh, the Island Space Museum in South Florida. So I did like an inside look at that, you know, and what that means for the Caribbean region and diaspora having a museum of our own. And then the second episode looked at Montserrat um, and their St. Patrick's Festival and how that actually commemorates uh, the failed slave rebellion that took place on St. Patrick's Day, you know, over a hundred years ago. I have also, it's grown into this huge 10 day festival. Um, and I wanted to do that because it was timely, right. With, with, uh, you know, uh, when St. Patrick's Day took place, but then also, um, to show people the impact that the diaspora has in different parts of the world and, um, Montserrat being the last place that I've traveled to before the pandemic um, as well. I was supposed to cover it. And then, yeah, so that was my, <laughs> second, my second trip that got cut really short. So <laughs> Another one bites the dust. We've mm-hmm. all seen our, our trips just go by the wayside. Not, I know not being able to travel, the tears, the tears. having to cancel, get refunds or just not even book at all. Yeah. So it's almost like we're traveling virtually with Destination yeah. Diaspora. I like that. Yes. And I, I feel like it's a great way to get people thinking about not only really want to travel and visit, but those historical connections. I think more than ever now, people are really focusing and paying attention to, well, what's the connection here? What's the history behind this festival that I would hope to go to in a year or two? Why, you know, why is this important? How are we linked? And the pandemic has forced us to go back to our roots and really care about the why. And so Destination Diaspora is a platform that is going to give you that why while centering the stories of people of the African diaspora in these spaces. So I'm really excited about what's to come because we have some really great things coming up um and it's been it's 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 interesting when you're doing something you know like for your day-to-day role and then when you're doing something for yourself and how much energy you really got to put into it Mm -hmm. and make sure like you're on point but I'm committed to it and I'm excited to see how it grows so thank you for having me on to even talk about it um I appreciate you know I I think and these things kind of happen organically like you're like okay I have to think about press and things like that but for me I'm like okay I know like things will come once you start putting the content out there and you're consistent things come so I'm just so happy to be here so thank you nice how weird is it for you that you're like, now I have to start thinking about press? <laughs> I used to, I am the press. How? <laughs> it feels so weird. It's like being on the other side is very weird for me because I'm always used to pitching the story or pitching the person and, and doing that stuff. So to be the person that's being interviewed is, is 
it's it's different, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I think it's great because um, we, we're seeing so much of, of this more and more now. It's not just one side or the other. Like those lines are kind of blurred a little bit in a sense. And I think it's good to just be prepared no matter no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So. Nice. Nice. I'm glad you're able to talk about it. I am excited. I've seen the first two episodes, so it's really cool. Um, Thank you. But I want to know what you have planned for this because, look, okay, so like I said, I know you. And I know, first of all, as West Indians, we it's never just one and done. You have 20 other things going things. on. So <laughs> what's the goal for this? What do you want people to get out of this when they see it other than just like, oh, that's interesting, and then walk away? Yeah. Yeah, I want people to understand how interconnected the African diaspora is um, to be to become more curious about, you know, where we have uh, dispersed, where our connections are, how our traditions and lives align. And then to also create those connections within your own lives, you know, um, understand that we have people literally the African diaspora is all over the world. And I just want people to understand that sense of community does exist to tap into that, to understand the the power of it. And then to know that you don't need anyone's permission to celebrate you and your people um, essentially. So I just want to highlight the people who have already been doing this great work and um, great things for us to do. But I wanted to do it in the travel space because we definitely need uh more representation and I think this is is my contribution toward it so mm-hmm. I hope people take those things away and also I hope there's other things that I haven't even thought about that they can um take away from it too that are positive yeah I love the idea of making this in the travel space because you know year of return going back to Ghana it was like the biggest family reunion ever <laughs> ever it was so nice to see so many people come in, like you said, from so many different places. And we were all brought there for this feeling of we're all coming back home. We're all trying to connect together. I think when um, especially black people in America, in the UK, in Canada, when we think of travel, we do not think of going to our own places, going to Africa, going to the Caribbean, you know, except for, you know, you want to be in a resort. We never think of let's go and like learn something. Let's go and figure something out. Let's travel to really get a sense of who we are as a people. So I love the idea of this. Yeah. And I think we have seen a big shift in that now, you know, there is that want to travel to Africa or travel across the Caribbean or just travel where your people are and do a little bit of both have that resort style, you know, part of the trip, but then have that historic part, have those connections where you're like having that family reunion. And it's, it's so lit. It's so amazing. Yeah. Oh my such gosh, a good yeah. Time. <laughs> like I'm still thinking about that trip to Ghana. I'm still saying to myself, man, I really hope this pandemic done soon because I, I cannot wait to get back. Um, because it was just like, the, it was, the feeling is indescribable. Like I cannot mm-hmm. even describe how great and how wonderful it felt to be there and meet, literally meet black people from all over the world sharing stories, but like, you didn't even need to like, you didn't even need, you didn't even need words. It was just instant mm-hmm. connection. And, <laughs> <Family>. <laughs> yes. and it was so beautiful. Like I remember, what was it? Um, was it Afro nation standing in Afro nation one night and you just mm-hmm. like, there's thousands of people, you're on the beach, you just feel amazing. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm here. Like I'm in, I'm in Africa. I'm in Ghana. 
um, with my people. And it just felt so amazing. And I just want us to cre- continue to create those connections wherever we are and sharing, share the good things that we're doing because people are doing some dope things. And I feel like, okay, I don't need to wait on X or Y place to highlight us and what we're doing. Let's do it. And they going to come. Like they will come yes. always. <laughs> they'll, they'll find it. They'll come. Yeah. So when the pandemic is, God willing, <laughs> soon over, where's the first place you're going? Because I know you have covered so many great <sighs> events. Where are you ready to just jump on a plane and go back to yeah, or go to is, for the first time? Yeah, this is really hard for me, but I'm, I'm going to go to Guyana. And, of um, course. And I, I, just have I would have been mad if you said anything else. <laughs> before this pandemic really came and hit us, I was supposed to spend Easter of 2020 in Guyana and not being able to go and like see my family and like, you know, work on some like some family. Like I'm really big on like community and really big on like legacy and, and protecting that and moving forward. So there are things I wanted to work on with my own family as far as looking into family history and you know, developing land that we have and stuff like that. And I never got to do it. So I'm really, really excited to like get to Guyana and see the family, just sit on like in my grandmother's rocking chair, hang, you know, just, just chill, just, just have a good time. I feel like my spirit will feel at peace mm-hmm. there first and then anywhere else after I will go and on that list is definitely St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which is one of my most Favorite places in the world, next to Guyana. And <laughs> if nobody is following Melissa, <laughs> she is not shy about telling you that her favorite carnival is Vincy Mass. She is not shy about telling you she loves going there. I don't know what man put anything on she, oh, but please. she cannot stop no. going to St. Vincent. Trust and believe it's not no man. It's literally just <laughs> me and the connection I made to that country. Like some places you just like, fall in love yeah, yes you, you touch down vibe. and you're like wow like this feels like home and that's what saint vincent and the grenadines is for me and then i want to go to ghana again like i feel like i was i was robbed of my 2020 experience there that i wanted to do like my repeat my my repeat return beyond the return beyond the return yeah so i'm i'm ready i'm ready there's so much i wanted to do ghana um south africa and I want to go to Tanzania. Those are those have been on my list for such a long time, and I am so ready. I mm-hmm. like if if literally if they're like, oh, herd immunity pandemic is done tomorrow. I'm like, okay, let me book this flight. I need, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when <laughs> when so when we can, I don't. I wasn't home much before the pandemic because I would travel just about every other week. I'm on assignments. I don't think I'm going to be home at all. (laughs) Like at all. Like you may, I just need to be on a world tour for about a year, maybe. And I think this working remote thing has just been, I never thought I would enjoy it so much. We see, we've made it all work for a year. And I just set up my little backdrop Mm -hmm. called dialing. And I'm good. I could do all my hits from my house or whatever beach, whatever, wherever you want, (laughs) wherever, wherever I am, we can make this work. I don't have to convince anybody anymore. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. They will never see her again. <laughs> the passport, you're going to have to get, I only know one person who's ever 
I didn't know this was possible, but one person add the uh, add the additional pages. Yeah, yes, that's the to do first that. time I was ever jealous of anybody in my life. I was like, you you had to add pages to your passport. I want yeah. that problem. I yeah, I, I've had to do that once. And then what I did this time around was I when <laughs> my current passport, I had to get like rush deliver because it's about to expire. I had to go to New York and just get it done and like the two day turnaround, whatever. And I they allow you to tick off if you want to pay. I can't remember what it was, but pay the difference or pay extra so that you get extra pages in it to begin with. So I paid yeah. for that because you don't know. I got plans. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope, let's hope everything opens up. Everybody is safe doing what they need to be doing so we can yes. actually get back to traveling. That, amen. Mm. Amen. I, and listen, I was, I was not, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a people's person. I'm a busybody. I'm always out and about and doing things. I miss that so much. So I was one of those people that was always out and at events anyway, but I promise myself that, okay, if you're inviting me when things are good, I'm coming. Like, I'm going to be at that event. I will be early. I'm not going to be on, like, my little West Indian time. I'm going to be early. I'm going to be ready to go. And I am going, going to enjoy myself to the fullest. You know this is recorded. So they heard yeah, you say you're going to be on time and not be I'm West going, Indian time. I am going to be on time. It's new me, new me. <laughs> but I'm going to treat the events and like facts and things like I treat my stories always on time always on deadline like not I'm not gonna play those games with with these events anymore because I miss it I, mm. I just miss like oh you can link up for for the you know for drinks or for dinner oh you know we're having an event tonight come and support us on a Thursday night things like that I really miss that like yeah so I'm ready I miss being able to opt out of that whenever I felt like it <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there's no opting out. Nobody's doing anything. So it's really annoying. Um, but that is, look, I am traveling virtually with you for Destination Diaspora at Thank the moment you. until things open up. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to put it into the universe that there'll be like a live version of Destination Diaspora where you'd just be traveling, doing all the live interviews in person, going to everything. That is literally the plan for it. I cannot wait to get back on the road and be able to bring episodes from, you know, we have some stuff coming up where we're going to be going to, um, well, you know, once things clear up, but the plan is to be able to bring you stories of the diaspora from some great cities in the uh, southern part of the U.S., you know, some great places in, in Tennessee and in Georgia and in Oklahoma to just show you those connections, South Carolina um, we also are going to take you to uh, um, a couple of parts of Europe to show the, the African diaspora there. So virtually for now, but definitely the plan is to get on the road. Um, and we, we have some cool like virtual reality um, stuff coming up too that we, we've partnered with some folks um, to bring you some Caribbean VR. Um, so there, nice. there's a lot in the works. And of course, you know, COVID taught us to always have a backup and always, you know, make sure you can do things hybrid and all that good stuff. So we've learned and <laughs> we put those things in motion. Nice. So, and I think it's also caused me to be more creative too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't be in these places in person like I typically would. It's like, okay, what do I have? How can we make these shots more interesting? What kind of footage can we use? If we have, you know, things that we've done before, can we incorporate 
people? Like, how do we make it interesting? It's forced us to, to think outside of the box in a way that we didn't have to before because we were just right there. So I think that that has been good um, from a creative standpoint to grow and to be better at that stuff. Nice. So for the people listening, how can they stay up to date, view all of the content that you have now and that you are creating? How do they follow you? Give them all your handles. <laughs> So I am um, at live from Melissa on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. You can find me at that. Um, you know, you can find me there uh, across those platforms. And Destination Diaspora is just at Destination Diaspora underscore on IG and Facebook. Um, and then to just kind of check out my work and what I do in my like day-to-day reporting, it's just melissanoel.com. So www melissanoel.com and that's n-o-e-l just like christmas (laughs) we will put all of your handles in our show notes so people can just click on that stay up to date with what you're doing listen you're doing some really amazing things for the caribbean and beyond i'm excited for what you have going on i cannot believe you are still this energetic this far into a pandemic I'm trying, eh? Like everybody has their days. So I will not lie about that. I have my days, but this is this is me, yes. Like this is this is me. So I try to keep the the up tempo going. So because we're gonna get back out there, we will. We will. We will. I believe it too. I believe it too. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Melissa, for joining the podcast. This is really amazing work that you're doing. We want to encourage people to follow you. Follow Destination Diaspora. We'll put everything. Um, into the link to make sure that they can click on that. And yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. And thank you for putting out into the universe that we're going to get back on the road sooner rather than later. So I can bring you things live. That is like, I can't wait. Cannot wait. (laughs) Nice. We'll look out for that. Cool. (laughs) So great to hear from Alyssa. I'm really, really impressed by how she's taking her career to the next level. I mean, I'm with her parents, you know, to a certain extent. You got the come up, you got the big name behind you. You know, a lot of West Indians, they really love when you get these big names and you get that endorsement. And she said, no, it's me. It's I have the skill. I have the knowledge and I know what we could do and I could do things better. And that is amazing. That's a new move I can stand behind. Exactly. What I really like is that she was like, I know, I feel confident in my skills. I have the accolades. I have the education. I have the experience. But now I'm doing something that I want to do for my community, my culture. I want to showcase things that are important to me. And you know what? Work takes on a different vibe when you are doing something that's so personal and you really care about it. I'm with her on that. Yeah. And she's a hard worker, so we know she's going to put 110. And now she's really going out there and meeting new people and talking and bringing us information that we really need to hear. I mean, I, w- I really want to go to Montserrat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like when she mentioned it, and then she's like, oh, her trip was cut short. And then she went back. I'm like, oh, you went twice? <laughs> <laughs> me, the, me the never. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> no, but it's, it's really... Um, we need to hear the stories in the good times, you know, what's going on and, and what, what things we can help all the time, not just when there's a horrific uh, issue going on, like she mentioned, um, which I think, 
I, you know, I want to hear those stories. Who's doing what? Who are the, the movers and shakers? Who are the people we need to get to know? Yeah, it's sad to know that, especially from a newsroom or a news outlet, that they're just like, okay, we care about the Caribbean when, you know, there's some issue in politics or there's a hurricane or they're starving or need money, but we don't care about the come-ups and the great things that are happening. And I don't know where that sentiment comes from, <laughs> but I am with her that it's like, no, I want to showcase the great things that our people are doing, all the people making new moves and just do this because she's representing and representation definitely matters. She's in those newsrooms to be like, I am here to represent for the Caribbean culture and I'm going to showcase the great things we're doing. And I'm definitely looking forward to how she's going to expand that throughout the diaspora because we were there in Ghana and wow, there were so many people, so many stories, so many places to see. And I know I didn't get not, you know, a fraction of what I need to get out of Ghana. So if she's there to tell the stories of the different countries, the different cultures, what people are doing, I'm tuning in. You know, what's funny. The amount of people, 1 million people touched down in Ghana for the year of return. And I don't remember seeing that on major news outlets. She's right. <laughs> you know, but if there was something wrong in the country, I'm pretty sure we'd be hearing about it. I hope I'm wrong. I don't remember seeing that on major news outlets. So anybody listening to this, if you did, please send me the link. Let me know because it was such a great experience. And yeah, I don't think it got much coverage outside of black media outlets. Mm hmm. Hmm. I, I know they were definitely talking about the festivals and the music that was going on there. There were a lot of parties, a lot of concerts. Mm -hmm. um, we were lucky enough to go to a few of them. And I say all this to say, can I rave? <laughs> that was subtle. That was subtle. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. I did not see it coming. <laughs> I'm, getting I'm getting slicker with mine's. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow, man. That was good. That's your new move. <laughs> Just slip it in there. Yes, weirdo, you can rave. <laughs> Names and all, I'll take it. <laughs> As you were having that great conversation with Melissa, all I could think of, I can't remember the last time I went on a trip. Okay, I can. It was Ghana and it was a whole year ago and I need more. And so the song I chose is Masha Montano, Road Trip. Road Trip, come let me go. Road Trip, come let me go. Road Trip, come let me go. Come let me go. Let me take a road trip. Well, I'm leaving my home because I'm done ready. Ready to get on bad. Ready to see my friends And how much vibes that we going to have I hope every venue, every pet ready Cause we come out to lock the place And we come out to make the name again and again So do you know how long I have been on a road trip? Hey, taking a course, watching a bumper rolling Do you know how long I have been on a road trip? Taking a slow trip, hey, take over the whole bitch Every time I touch the road
done packed and I done ready Ready to party hard Ready to have a time With fetters right by my side And everybody done know that my crew ready And it's we who just bring the pace So it's we who go change the game Cause we don't afraid no Do you know how long I have been on a road trip hey, Taking a course Watching a bumper rolling Do you know how long I have been on a road trip Taking a slow trip Why would you remind me that it's been so long? <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Yeah, it has been so long. And I can't wait to get back on the road and go somewhere fun and interesting. And we already said the places we want to go after lockdown and quarantine are, God willing, hopefully over soon. And yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it so much. I, I feel like we're, we're almost to the end. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Everybody, get your... Get your vaccines or stay the hell away from me, but I want to be on the road again. Yeah. And, you know, at least we can watch her shows. We can get some information from her about these countries and probably get a little heads up of what's going on there before we head out. Um, so I'm glad we have this tool now. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. I'm curious to know how all of the pandemic craziness has going to affect your travel. Are you going to stick to strictly road trips in your sanitized car? Are you getting on that plane with a full-on hazmat suit? What are you going to do different in your travel? Nice. I'm definitely going to Naomi Campbell it, but I'm going to go somewhere. <laughs> make sure make sure you guys are following us. Follow Soka Say So on all social media or go to SokaSaySo.com. Follow Dish Chick on all social media or go to D-Y-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. And follow BK Rant and Rave. Go to bkrantandrave.com. Okay, bye. <laughs>